Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max and Edward are here. Hello, guys. Hi. I think I'm salute there. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So, so uh, guys, we have, like, cold rain here, but I'm in America. In England, you're sort of covered with a blanket, are you not? Yeah, we are. That's freezing. Absolutely freezing. Getting called beast from the east, apparently. Oh, I hate it when they do stupid like things like that, and then they crack out the little puns. It was funny at first, but then it just like starts going downhill. And I know I sound like a hypocrite for that, but it's worse than it's on TV. To me, it's just a shitload of snow, really. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just snow and icy winds. See, the whole thing. I think the worst part of it is now that there was sort of a break in between the snow and coming down. So the snow comes down. It starts melting a bit, so then it turns to ice. Then the new snow comes down and starts covering up the ice. So that's yeah. I know. Like when I didn't because Bim apparently there was quite a bit of coverage and it was expected, but I just literally did no reading up on it at all. Like I woke up one morning, looked out the window, and and everywhere was just white. I was like, whoa! I I didn't expect it because like the weather before was just average and normal, and the next thing, it's like we're in Lapland or something. <laughs> so. Over there, see here when it when it snows, it really uh, almost everybody has a car and drives to work, drives to school, and all that stuff. Mm. I'm under the impression yeah. that you guys don't drive as much. So does does this halt your day as much Not as it really. would over here? Not really. No, you just just I, I wouldn't want to drive anyway around central Manchester because mm. I'm right in the middle of Manchester. It just doesn't seem like a very appealing place to drive because there's traffic everywhere and all you hear is, is horns going off. So mm. it's been 10 times worse with this weather. And to be honest, I don't even like going outside when the weather's like this. So it doesn't affect me in any way whatsoever. I mean, the way what I would normally do, I'd be going to the gym, but it's like it's too cold, so I won't be doing that. But any any way I travel is really by bus, but all all the routes get covered, so it doesn't really affect me in a way with button with the travel. Buses yeah. are fine because oh. they all the major roads they go on and it all gets gristed, so wow. easy. See, uh, a lot of people who live in northern um, northern US always give southern US folk a little flack because like. Just even a little bit of snow a lot of times, if it creates any ice on like any back road, we cancel school. Because <laughs> because because a lot of kids are bust into school. You know? Mm. And any little bit of ice on one of those back roads that's really guarded by trees or whatever, by shade, any little bit of ice puts kids in danger. And so mm. if there's any ice on the roads at all, they will cancel school. So I think this year alone already, this school year, they've already had like five, six snow days already. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had university being cancelled. So I've basically been locked away doing assignments in my flask. Just as fun, I can assure you. Yeah. I think um, how many – there's been – it definitely this week, it's a lot of schools have been affected, uh, especially in like the like Blackburn and – Interesting enough, Burnley areas uh, as well. So a lot of schools are closing. Liverpool as well. That's that's been massively affected. 
uh, where I've been going at the minute with it. But like you say, most most of the major roads have been gritted in that, so people can get to places. But it's it's those little side roads in the pavements really that people need to watch out for. Mm. For us. Well, we will get into more about the weather in just a little bit uh, because we we have to address uh, in it, how the weather might impact a certain match this weekend. However, uh, mm. just to make sure uh, uh, for the people who are listening via podcast, you can't see it right now, but Edward is currently wearing a, a, a dazzlingly spectacular third kit, uh, Everton glorious. third kit. It's it is glorious. In the sale. Uh, yeah, I'm assu- so I'm assuming you got like 50% off, yeah? And it is the number 19 jersey of one ah. Umar Nias. All right? Okay. Yeah. So just uh, just making sure everybody knows, Edward is in full uniform today. So, and he even saluted for you. So there's that. Um, so speaking of the pod people, really quick. Uh, lineup. This is a little bit of a more abbreviated show with only three segments. We are going to start with the Burnley preview and talk to you about what we uh, we might have to deal with this weekend. Um, next, we're going to talk about there's a, uh, a story that came out in the newspapers a couple of days ago uh, about uh, Moshiri and planning for life after Allardyce. So we'll go into into that particular bit of news and we'll finish up uh, more different kind of rumors uh, about Mikel Arteta. Uh, the possibility of him being on the short list for the managerial job. It's a different story, different rumors, possibly just as realistic or or not at all. Possibly just as unrealistic. We have no idea about this stuff. So um, we're just going to analyze it, though, because that's what we do. So, gentlemen, let us talk about Burnley. They currently sit in our coveted seventh position in the table. Uh, they have 37 points. They're nine, ten, and nine. Uh, that record, I feel like, it just it just epitomizes what Burnley has been doing recently. It's very balanced and even. Okay, <laughs> they've they've uh, recently drew with Southampton. There's a shock, one to one. They lost to Swansea before that, one to zero, and they drew before drew with Man City before that, one to one. They the the last the last time they won a game was a one zero win over Stoke. On December twelfth, two thousand seventeen. So they've been doing, they've been drawing a lot and losing a lot. Mainly draws, though. All right, it's uh, they, yeah, they just haven't been winning a lot. And as you know, as an Everton supporter, we see that, and that's an immediate red flag for us because we we tend to stop the streaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's be let's be a little more optimistic, though. Um, big injuries for. Uh, for Burnley, you know, I wasn't trying to link optimism with their injuries, so let's just say don't. All right, it's a new subject. All right, big injuries for uh, Burnley at the moment: uh, Brady, Defore, Heaton, Walters, and Arfield is it out? Uh, the rest of them are probably out. Tarkowski and Chris Wood are both in contention to return. So mm-hmm. if Tarkowski is healthy, he's probably going to start. Um, yeah. So really quickly, going their possible starters: Pope, Loton, me. Tarkowski, Ward, Aaron Lennon. Ah, we we know that guy. Westwood, um, Cork, Goodmanson, Hendrick, and then either Ashley Barnes or Chris Wood. I'm thinking they'll start with Barnes and Wood will come in because yeah. he's been injured. Uh, that, that tends to happen with strikers that have been hurt. 
So, our here's our news. Uh, we sort of don't know it yet because Sam hasn't done his pre-match conference uh, as of recording. But, we so, we don't know it. what the status of Coleman is. We don't know we'll what the status it. of Baines is. And we don't know the status of Funes Mori. All right? Mm-hmm. So, possible starters. Edward, give me your possible starters. Are we saying what we'd like to be in the line? Or what we think is Here, going to be in the lineup. That, that's, a good, that's a good thing to make clear. Because recently our lineups have been making it to Twitter mm. and people think that that's our chosen lineup. No, we are yeah. predicting what we I, think Allardyce is doing. Yeah, I got, I got, right. a, bit of slack, I got a, bit, a bit of slack for saying I, I'd start in the ass up front when clearly I think I'm on the same, wave, same wavelength of every other Evertonian and wanting Toshin to, to get, get, a chance. get a few games under yeah. his belt. But given that Nias did score against Crystal Palace, then, you know, he deserved that start. Again. you got to be careful, Max. You're saying this in front of uh, Nia's super fan, number 19 over here. So, uh... <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It'll look bad. It'll look bad at the end of the season. All right, Edward, what's your, what's your starters, man? Your, your, your starters for Allardyce. What do you think he's going to do? Pickford. Um... Kenny, Keane, Williams, Martina, Gay, Schneiderlin, um, Walcott, Rooney, Sigurdsson, Nias. Ah, so so you are making a uh, a choice to omit Davies. Yeah, basically, I think. He's gonna. I reckon he's gonna have that mentality that that formation won't work for him again. So he's gonna go back to the other one. Ah, okay. That's what I think he's gonna do. Not what I would want to do, but. <clears throat> okay, Max, what do you got? Um, sticking with the same system because the the, the performance, as we said, against Wofford wasn't all that bad. Um, Yes, I, I know. We're away again. Our away form isn't great, and no, there's, 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 an argue, there's an argument to be made that we might set up more defensively. But you know, Pickford, Kenny, Keane, and Williams, because that seems to be the pair that he's most comfortable with. Uh, Martina, Gay, Rooney, Davies, Walcott. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with Tosin. I'm going to I'm going to say the Tosin starts and Sigurdsson. Okay. So, um, uh, we have very similar stuff here, guys. I think I, <laughs> I have one. I'm one off from Edward, and I'm one off from Max. So we we're, we're thinking similar things. I would say my my lineup is more similar to Max's in formation, um, because I I I do think he's going to still stick with that same midfield trio. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, Pickford, Kenny Keane, Williams, Martina. Gay, Rooney, Davies, uh, Sigurdsson, Walcott. And the toughest one to pick for me was Nias or Tosun, you know, mm. uh, because Nias didn't, didn't score last game. Do you want to game. pick the one in form or the one who needs game time? You know what I mean? And so the thing is, I sort of think that uh, Big Sam, because he, he almost was still talking a little bit of uh, trash about Tosun last time, which I think is unwarranted. I think he'll start mm. Nias, um, but I, yeah, it, it could, he might. Maybe he saw that Tosun didn't look bad 
the other day, and he didn't. Uh, he controls the ball well. He holds people off. Uh, he did manage to have a couple of near chances on on goal there, kind of near the end. Uh, he's a good player. I do think, and, he, and he's a better passer than Niaz. All right. I yeah, think had he been in that position that Omar was first half, squaring that ball over to Walcott, yeah. I think Tosin makes that pass. You know, yeah. but Nias gets. But has he got the whole thing? I think has he got that grit and determination that Nias has? And you know, I I think he does have that, but it's a different kind. All right. Yeah. I think Nias is faster. All right, which is why I think you play him against Burnley. I think Nias is good really? when he's in a stark contradiction to the other team's center backs. You mm-hmm. know, I think he's just a very different player than the two center backs for uh, uh, for Burnley. I think, uh, but playing him against um, uh, Watford, I don't think it was as good of a matchup for him. You know, no, I, I, that's a very good point that you've made there. Really, um, in re- in regards to Tosin, uh, it really depends on I think if he if he's able to against this Burnley defense to to peel off uh, and kind of play on the shoulder and look to get him behind because his hold-up play, yes, did, did look impressive. He laid off a good few balls against Watford, but, you know, with against this Burnley side, it, it, unless his hold-up play is at least an 8 out of 10 in this game, they're going to go through him. Um, mm. and, and like you say, Nias does come across more more suited to a game like this. Yeah, I, I I think both players could end up having good good matches against uh, against Burnley, but right now that's just where I would go. However, here's something we need to make sure we're considering, guys. Snow, <clears throat> snow, so much snow. Uh, so is uh, number one? Is there even going to be a game? And number See? two, how does snow impact lineup style and all that stuff? Edward, you're about to explode. Yeah, I know um, Burnley basically put out something on their website saying we are going to be working very hard with um, like the officials and we're going to get more volunteers in to basically sweep out as much snow as they can. So they are going to be making sure that game goes ahead because one, um, you know, it's obviously a football game. People are coming out to give up their weekend for it. And Sky are going to be wanting, are showing it on TV, and they're not going to be happy if the game gets cancelled. So they're going to be putting all their, like all their efforts to make sure it goes on. Mm. But I think they're still ready, just in case, because they did say they've got a contingency plan, just in case like it doesn't go, doesn't go on. But right. I think it probably will happen. Okay, I'm not so, too sure, but so, they are ready. So assuming it happens, one of the things when I used to, when I was a coach. My teams tended to be smaller, skilled teams, all right? So whenever we played in bigger, size. more physical teams, yeah, that's what I meant in size. They were smaller, more skilled, you know. We play against mm-hmm. bigger, more physical teams. When it rained, that was always to the other team's advantage, all right? Mm-hmm. So Burnley is kind of a big physical side. However, it's not like we're undersized. We're not like a straight skill team like a Man City, you know, who's, who's so much of their game relies on – on passing and, and foot skill. And, you know, and so snow and rain a lot of time, it, times is, is an equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're a team that necessarily relies solely on, on tight skill. And that, I think we're, we're almost as physical as, as a Burnley. 
So yeah. I, I think that kind of stuff may not be as big of a deciding factor, basically. No, again, I think it's kind of the... the, the I don't... I still don't even think we've figured out what we quite are yet. I agree with I, that too. <laughs> I think it's still like this stylistic clashes. And again, I'm 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 up in the air whether this is going to be to our advantage or to our detriment. Really, yeah. um, I think, of course, it's gonna it's gonna prompt defensive players to play more one one touch, get the ball out, get keep mm. it away from the box type of football, which of course may play into Burnley's hands. But that being said. Of course, they have improved technically a lot over the last few years, and there's always room for a for a mistake or a defensive error, particularly mm. when there is heavy snow. Mm. And I think, you know, you were saying about the whole thing with physical teams. I don't think how many in that lineup that we just said. How many players have we got that are over six foot? When you think about it, I think we've got Keane, Pickford. Sigurdsson, and if he plays, Tosin. Williams is borderline. He's right at six foot. Six foot, six foot one, I think the last time I checked. Okay, so like four out. Isn't he not over six foot? No, I think he's only like 5'11". I think he's about my height. Oh, right. He just plays more physical than his size. I'd I'd, I'd always thought he'd at least bordered six foot, like, because, you know... Mm. about well, man, it I think he, I think he's sort of like my height, like like half an inch off, six foot, something like that. But don't think he is. Mm. Not too sure. Saying that though, height's not the only determining factor when you're talking about physicality. physicality yeah. You've got mm. to account for strength there, and I do certainly think we have got some strong players. And you know, I, I've recently done an article on Tom Davies. So whenever that, go and check it out. But um, what I've noticed, you know, I was watching, looking at more of Davies and. A key part of his game is how many fouls he wins, and coming up against the Burnley side like this, where I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to diminish them in any way. With the weather being like it is, there's a chance you know they, they might just try and hack the shit out of us, basically. A bit more British, so, aren't they? Yeah. So with that, you know, with that being said, with that being said, Tom, Tom, if Tom Davies is in the side, and similar to a man who's um, recently retired, Stephen Pienaar. <laughs> Quite a bit a trend in his in his style of play to win fouls, so mm. I think that might work into our hands. And a big reason why he wins those fouls is because he's not afraid to push the ball forward with the ball at his feet. Exactly. Um, so that's and that was again what Pinar did often as well. Both of them not afraid to hold on to the ball. They're sort of anti Clausens, if you will. You know, Clausens mm. like touch the ball, go one and two touch football. Mm. But that's that, that's what makes him great. But it's just sort of not what we need now mm. you know we need that Not player who will hold on to the ball and push us forward uh and, and he's totally willing to do that um when, we, when we've got our right manager which we will talk about later don't forget to check it out um then i think Klaassen will be able to show that strength better yeah in a way, but i guess it depends on what we need uh at that yeah. time um so uh Anyway, uh, I will be curious to see if our starters get shifted at all because of the weather, you know, in mm-hmm. order to kind yeah. of take out some of the sm- the smaller players that are more skilled and put in some more pure physical speed finishers. Mm-hmm. You know, Tosin's well, a one-touch finisher. That is a thing that he does well. I, 
I'm just curious, though. You know, you know the comments that Allardyce came out with recently, saying that he doesn't cope well in the in the cold weather and the the, the hot weather would be to the oh. benefit. Dude, but yeah. the thing is, Allardyce, we I think we we all agree that was total bullshit. Really quick predictions. Edward, give your four predictions first. <laughs> um, all right, with my heart. See, in my mind, I well, actually, no. Uh, in my in my heart, I'm thinking we're going sort of like attacking. We're gonna go attacking, so we'll win like one nil or two one. But with my head, he's not gonna. He's gonna go defensive in this game again, so we're gonna lose two mm. nil. Two nil. Wow. Gotcha. One one. Have I have I talked to score? <laughs> Max. I apologize. I, looking at his notes. That's cheating. I agree. I do think. <laughs> I do think it's going to be 1-1. Uh, I, I, however, I mean, if I think about it, I think it's tougher to score in the snow. Um, mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's a 0-0. Um, it's no But, I mean, Burnley's scores are usually – or, sorry, nil-nil. Hey, hey. See, Burnley's <laughs> scores are usually nil-nil, nil-one, one-one. That's pretty much the way their scores line up. So, yeah. Why do I feel like we could actually get something in like the 90th minute? Like we didn't get it against Watford, we'll get it I'm against I'm telling Burnley. you, what I want is a Tosun goal late, just to, and it wanted to be in the super snow, and I want to be able to shove it in Big f- Sam's face running, and be like, see? Running at them. Tosun Pasha loves the snow. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to do. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I- Pipe dream. Hey, hey, Pipe it's dream. fine. But you know what it really is? It's going to be Sigurdsson, who's used to playing in cold weather, and he's going to nail it. Yeah. Aye, aye. Yeah. Good, good point. All right. Even though Iceland is sometimes a misnomer for Iceland. So, because <laughs> it's so green. Like yeah. Greenland and Iceland, the opposite way around or something like that as yeah, well. I, it's weird. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I believe that's it for our Burnley preview. A couple days ago, uh, or a couple nights ago, actually, a story dropped uh, in the newspapers that Moshiri has been has been planning for life after Allardyce. What the story was basically saying was that uh, Moshiri's got some managers lined up uh, as as a possible short list for the summer, is what the assumption is, uh, and that he's not really intending on keeping Allardyce long term. Um, and I, I literally just heard all of our viewers and listeners do a backflip. <laughs> just at the same time, just go. <laughs> everyone, everybody just went town, and now they're off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the the short list is an interesting short list. Um, a couple of names that everybody expects to see: Paulo Fonseca, yeah. Marco Silva, then a couple of others uh, in Luis Enrique and Diego Simeone. Those are so. Uh, so, let's let's talk about this short list because it's it's really wide ranging in terms of uh, ambition. So, uh, so Edward, we're going to start with you. Could you give me Again? what uh, yeah, every time now? All right, <laughs> that's our new way. Edward goes first. 
<laughs> no. Uh, so can you give us? Don't give me extra details because I may be asking you about that in a second. Who's your cho- your top choice out of that four? Can I do a dream in reality, or I'm no? Different? I may be oh, asking you oh. other stuff. Oh, okay. So uh, your my, top my, choice my out of Fonseca, Enrique, dream, Simeone, my Silva. Dream would be Simeone. I'd Simeone. Love, love it if we could have Diego Simeone. Why? Well, I think Simeone brings in a um, new look to the team. He's a world-class manager. Um, certainly would attract a good quality of players. Um, knows his way around a football pitch, being a Portimao player. And, yeah, I think he'd, he'd be a really that next quality up in terms of just being like... We're meant to be bringing in this project. He's, I mean, how old is he? He's not, he's not too old, is he? He's like 50, something like that, maybe. Not too sure. But, um, so he's still got a few years, good years and experience at it as well. So he knows what he, he knows what he does and would bring in goodwill. All right. Max, who's your, who's your top choice out of those four realism notwithstanding? Um, I think my choice as well would be Simeone and I think it's worth noting that each four of those potential candidates have won a league to, a league title as a manager um, but I just think with Simeone it's, it brings in that ruthlessness that we, we, say, we certainly lacked over the last few years you know it, it also it kind of harps back to the grit and the attitude of Moyes almost and not saying that we'll go completely down that negative route because he certainly knows how to attack and uh, and how to break teams down. I think we 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 brought him up as kind of the 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 prime example of how you want to play if you set up defensively. You know, he mm. he has he has game plans, and a lot of the time they'll come off in a in a very satisfying manner for the fans. So I think he'd be, be immediately become a fan favorite and. Although I have got me doubts, I'm kind of thinking it's just only a two-man list between Fonseca and Silva, really. But if I was to choose from those four, without a doubt, I think it'd be Simeone. Okay, and I'll just go ahead and quickly say, uh, if we're living in cloud cuckoo land, Simeone would be my choice. He is ambitious. I love the fact that Moshiri's being ambitious and reaching out to these these world-class coaches. That's awesome. I'm glad he's doing it. Ambition is awesome. Simeone would be would obviously be a, a friggin' pipe dream and would be great. Uh, I like the fact that he could come in, I think, and enable us to be be able to compete with the big money teams immediately. He's shown he can already do that. He sets up a stout defense. That's what we need. We need to be go ahead and make sure we 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 uh, you know hole up the leaks in the back immediately. First thing, nail that, and then worry about everything else going forward. And I think he would be the one that would be best at doing that. Um, so yeah, having said that, now let's talk the realistic choice. Yeah, Edward, your realistic choice. <clears throat> this should be fun. Um, obviously, Simeone and Enrique are really out of the question. Um, Enrique's not. Well, I suppose Enrique would possibly, but very unlikely. Um, Marco Silva, I know he probably still going for but Fonseca would be my choice because <laughs> interesting enough uh, any Everton fans that comment on the likes of his Instagram and that he's always liking those comments at one you know 
so is it showing that he wants to come to Everton or is he just acknowledging other people's fans? So, yeah, I, I'd like it if he came. Fonseca, I'd, I'd like to see him have a go, but we'll see. So it's interesting. You point out like the uh, the kind of general sense of who he is as a person and, and his camaraderie. And it sounds like he would be the opposite of Allardyce, which is interesting that you point that out. I mean, that reminds me mm-hmm. of kind of Martinez's relationship with the fans early on. Yeah. You know, the fact that he really cared about the supporters. So that's mm-hmm. interesting that you bring that up. That's not the first thing I think of, but that's one of the reasons why we have different people comment on this. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Max, what do you got, buddy? Um, leaning more towards Fonseca, but I wouldn't be adverse to, to Marco Silva coming in. And my reason for that, that is is a lot of players who have played under Marco Silva has credited him, credited him immensely for his man, his man management. And I feel like I'm a really good man manager is, what, is what's needed. To, to come into this Everton side to, to really turn things around. Mm. Th- that being said, the you know again that relationship with the fans really looked like something that Fonseca would engage with, and the style of play that he that he has at Shakhtar is breathtaking to say the least at times. And with the two fullbacks bombing on, it's it's reminiscent of Baines and PNR in the prime and. Um, obviously, it doesn't seem like they're capable of uh, of harping up that form again. But obviously, if he sees fullbacks as as an as attacking outlet, it'd be interesting to see who we'd approach uh, in the tran- in the summer transfer market. But um, again, I'm not a, I'm not really I haven't got a problem with either of them coming in to be honest. But leaning more towards Fonseca. My choice is Fonseca as well. Um, I, I'm not I don't hate on Silva the way a lot of people do. I think a lot of people immediately discount him because Hull went down and because after the the stretch where we were trying to bid on him, Watford took a nosedive. Some mm-hmm. people think that that is a some people think that is a, a a question of character and it also they think it's a question of his style kind of wearing thin. Um there's a couple different reasons on that. I don't hate on him the way a lot of other people do. Um I do think that he can win in this league. Uh, and I do think he would bring a certain, uh, he would bring his own style and personality to. And he's actually managed to beat Liverpool. Yes, uh, but uh, however, there is the fact that he does tend to fly from job to job. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is something that I feel like Fonseca tends to stick a little longer, if he can. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just a job security thing. I want whoever we get, if they're if they're successful, I want them to stay. Um, I like I like Fonseca's style, but I don't think it's necessarily a huge leg up on Silva's style. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the fact that he's built this giant killer in in Ukraine. You know, I think that's awesome. They 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 beat City. All right, they they beat City and they competed. Oh, they beat uh, was it, it was Napoli? Mm-hmm. You know, another team that plays good football right now. Uh, he's built. He's built this giant killer, and I think with uh, with a little bit of uh, help, you know, we're going to be beating some of the some of the big the the top six teams, and uh, then we can go back to calling it you know top seven, which is what mm-hmm. I thought was it was going to be in the in the first place this season. Hmm. And, and now that I think about that, it makes me super damn sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like Fonseca. I do like his style, but I mean, right now the 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 end thing is to check out Fonseca's style. 
you know, and check out this kind of weird, it's not a high press, it's kind of like a medium press, you know, um, and, and to look at the way he lines up his team and everything. Uh, I, yep. Yeah, he's a good manager, um, and he's fun. I do think he's probably a little more fun than uh, Marco Silva. The Toffee Blues Twitter account uh, put out a poll a little while ago asking people which of the four that they would prefer, Enrique, Simeone, Silva, or Fonseca. All right, Enrique got seven percent of the votes, which is very low, and I was surprised. Simeone, Simeone got forty-four percent. Silva had four percent, and Fonseca brought in forty-five percent. People preferred Fonseca to Simeone. I think people were probably going realistic, or I think they were. I think there was a big element of. Let's be realistic here and not go with the big, big ambition. Yeah. That's, actually, that's actually the order I'd put it in, actually, thinking about it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, that's, that's what the, the public says, which is a little different than I was expecting. It's interesting how this was just sort of dropped one time, and it caught on with a lot of other papers. All right? So, uh, possibly leaked... To try to keep uh, morale of supporters up a little more? Mm-hmm. Would it shock you? You know what I mean? No, it really wouldn't. I've heard some Arsenal supporters uh, say that they are interested in getting rid of Arsene Wenger and bringing in Fonseca as his oh, replacement. Oh, that, that would be a surprise. That would be a surprise. So just th- that has been making a, some of the rounds on Twitter. Just be aware of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we already have an agreement with him, though. But you know how those things Isn't work. Isn't that technically then topping up? Oh, technically, yes. <laughs> technically. So, yeah. Well, if we want to be one of the top six sides. Mm. Uh, so we'll see exactly what happens, what goes down with all that. Re- oh, really quick, uh, out of those four, are any of those a, so- a sound no for you? Not for me. I- I'm fine. I could be okay with any of those four. Edward, any of those where you'd say no? Silva? You would say no Maybe. to Silva? Yeah, I just don't like the whole no loyalty thing. Mm. Not, not, not a fan of that. So, like uh, David said a few weeks ago, once a cheater, always a cheater. In a way, I, 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 I'm just not. I'm not keen on it. I'm not keen on having someone who's not going to be loyal and honor the contract. In a way, you know. And I think you're. Uh, you. I don't think you're alone in thinking like that. So. Uh, it's something that's in the back of my mind, and it's hard to forget that. Uh, but yeah, I I still think we're better off with him than than Sam and that's oh, yeah, one of definitely. my big criteria. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyway. Anyone that put the ball forward, I'm happy with. Yeah, that'd be new. Um away from home. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, so as well, yeah. Um but yeah, I guess that's it for uh Moshiri and the managers. Uh yeah. We'll see what happens. This could be a total non story. We'll see. So, I don't know where you guys fall on this particular subject, but there's been another managerial rumor that's been doing the rounds that has actually been getting some support from uh, from Evertonians. Um, there is a rumor that, uh, yeah, in October this rumor started. Uh, it surfaced that Mikel Arteta was a candidate to replace Koeman. Um, 
the rumors were that Kenwright was really pushing it. All right? So these rumors are back now. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying they'd rather, they'd love to have him rather than the big, the big Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's currently part of Guardiola's staff, and he's an important part of Guardiola, Guardiola's staff. Um, mm-hmm. He's an intelligent former blue. Um, and I don't think anybody doubts that, you know, one day he'll make a great manager. You know, he's an intelligent footballer. I could totally mm-hmm. see it. Uh, but there are, there are some drawbacks here, right? So, um, Edward, what do you think about the possibility of Arteta coming this summer mm-hmm. to manage Everton? See, I wouldn't mind it because, in a way, he sort of like gets the fans. So it would be a bit like with Martinez, like we were saying before. Um, but... It's that whole. It's that whole thing. Like, if we're going in for Arteta, why aren't we giving Unsworth a chance? You know, they've both not really got much. Well, Arteta's not got any Premier League experience at all in actually managing games. So, in that respect, he needs to have a go at least. Having having a go one day with like the Man City squad, um, like actually managing them proper game before we can even consider him being like. Having a go, because I don't, I don't want Everton to be like the first club to see where he tests out what he wants to do with it, and then he goes on to another club and becomes successful in that. But I think, I think he needs to get more experience first, whether that be behind Guardiola or at another club. Hmm. I'd rather have Unsworth. Max, well, at least he's got experience in management. Old huh? statement, but. Um, I, I agree what you said earlier, though. I, I don't want to be that kind of experimental club for him where it's his, his first real experience of managing a Premier League side. I saw the poll on the, on the Toffee Blues Twitter, and I'm just I'm just curious if, if any of the, the people who voted yes to having him are watching this, please comment why, because I'm curious. Really, when I'm thinking of the positives in my head, I can think, yeah, right, OK, he's, he's on Guardiola's coaching staff where he must be held in quite high esteem to to have such a role and also when he was younger he was part of La Messiah which you know has maybe lesser over the last few years than than in previous years lessened reputation but still um, you know held in very high regard in terms of the quality of coaching that players received there so maybe he can implement that onto onto players but in my opinion not at all let me me explain to people what that uh, poll is the Toffee Blues Twitter account uh, put out a poll about whether or not people would want Arteta. And again, that's not me, all right? It's, <laughs> it's a guy in England. His name starts with a J, and there's your only clue. Uh, anyway, uh, 54% of the people responding to that poll said yes, 46% said no, and a lot of people responded to it. All right. Mm. So this is not like a twelve-person poll. This is a big. This is a big sample. So there's a lot of blues saying yes. So go ahead, Max. I didn't want to. I was just going to say, and uh, I, I know, I'm basically keeping up with it. Arteta is not on the best of terms with Everton fans at the minute. Really, um, there was that the incident in the in the thirteen fourteen season, or the first Martinez's first season. You know the. The penalty in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup, where he starts grabbing the Arsenal badge, which again, is disrespectful. And 
he, he got quite a hostile re- reception from Everton fans um, when Everton beat them 3-0 at Goodison. Um, I know Stephen Naismith went through him within the first 10 seconds with an absolutely tremendous foul and it got met by a lot of applause from Evertonians and it was also, there was also the incident where Arteta was bad mouthing Ross Barkley to the referee and Leighton Baines stepped in and started having a go at Arteta. And again, I'd just like to add, because something just popped into my mind there, I remember there was a tweet that did rounds of an Everton fan who saw the Arsenal squad after that game and asked to get a picture with Arteta. And it uh, went like that because we just beat them 3-0 and then um, Arteta kind of pushes them off. So, you know, I don't really, I don't, you know, I don't know where Arteta stands at the minute with, with the Everton fans. Of course, I know I've written articles on him myself and he was very, um, he was one of my idols growing up almost. Um, certainly one of the most attractive footballers at Everton during that time period. In terms of how he plays football, I'm just going to say that before anyone puts anything in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're allowed to say stuff, Max. It's all right. He's got he's got lovely hair, though, hasn't he? So <laughs> everyone has a man crush. Maybe maybe that redeems him a little bit. But no, not for me. You need to get someone that knows what they're doing and and has been in a similar situation before. So I uh, I think there's a possibility if he came in, he'd do a great job. Yeah, you know it's possible. But mm. but you know something, uh, I I I don't. He has no managerial experience, you know, as being a first-team manager in a first division. He's not – he's never been the guy, you know, not, not even in, like, championship level, you mm-hmm. know. So how much do we value that? Right? Personally, if I'm wanting to hire somebody for that position, I would want someone who has some form of experience despite mm-hmm. his pedigree, you know. And he's and, and like I said, he'd probably come in and knock it out. But I mean, we're talking about, you know, we, we, our goal is Champions League. You know, yeah. our goal is to be competing for for championships to too, win. The, too many, too many people forget that. I think. Yeah, you know, we are gunning for first. You know, we're not. You know, and so I, I feel like if we hire him, then it, it, there's there is a little bit of ambition missing, and I probably use the term a little bit. Incorrect. I probably mean a lot of ambition missing. All right. Mm. Um, so yeah, I. But when you think about it, I mean, no one, no one knows what he could do. So. So true. That's totally true. true. Like swap, swap the story around the other way. He might actually be really good, and that might mean we might be able to keep him for a while, or he's going to be able to bring in a new style of football that no one has seen before, and then we'll win more games with him I mean, but it would be a massive gamble yeah that's, I mean, that's a good it's that's a, a good question gamble. which one do you think is a bigger gamble someone who's never managed in the premier league or someone who's never managed a first team squad but has coached in the premier league Ooh. Mm. because that may be one of our big you know decisions yeah. no I, I i agree i just feel like the the the, the the gulf of experience would just be overwhelming because it, it, it it's it's more often than not the play the managers who are taking the first dip into to managerial experience or or Premier League football so saying that though you know you could that could be the case with Fonseca if he does come in but I'd feel a lot more comfortable with someone who's consistently achieved Champions League and wins league and wins leagues in Ukraine mm. than than someone who's who, who's second hand at Manchester City. And has never managed a Premier League side. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, I mean, if I compare him to the other shortlist candidates, the other four supposed shortlist candidates, if it's accurate. Who um, we did talk about. Who we talked about in a different video. You should totally go watch that. But, uh, yeah, I'd put, I'd have those four and then I'd have him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the ones we know about. There could be call, others. Call me, call me strange and I'm probably going to get, like, run out of town for this. But I'd rather have Allardyce in instead of Arteta. Hmm. That's, no, 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 no. You, I don't think it means you have to leave when you have an opinion like that. It just it, means explain. <laughs> I'm always a big fan. Like, if you can defend a point, I'm not going to give you a ton because of Because at least... Allardyce has won games and he knows how to manage players. Arteta hasn't. No. Well, at no. home, at home, at home. Before anyone has a go at me, um, but he's got he's got more experience with handling players. Arteta hasn't. That that's that is the only reason why I'd still have him in. He, if, he I mean, if, he does have about a hundred times more Premier League experience in terms of. Yeah. Manager. Like a thousand, hasn't he managed like over a thousand? No, it's games a ton. I, I I said like a hundred, but it's probably a lot more than that. Yeah. 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 I, it just depends on if you think experience is the number one. I feel so demoralized now. We haven't mentioned Sam Allardyce. I think for the whole podcast, really. And now the name's been brought up. It's kind of the the, the dark reality oh. that he's actually our manager. This just it isn't his level. It isn't his level, and I think. Yeah. In reaction to your statement, I'd say no. I'd actually would take the risk on Arteta there because I think Sam coming here has proved that this level is just too much for him. Mm. I'm. I continue to secretly hope that if Sam leaves, he goes over and becomes the manager of the U.S. national team. I'm serious. You'll all be loving him. You'll all be loving him. I, no, I'm serious. Here's why: because I want somebody to shore up that defense, and he's going to do that. Mm. You know, so who does he currently have? We have no one, Edward. (laughs) There is no. We only have an interim manager at the moment. There's no like permanent first team manager in. So yeah, Uh, and and yeah, and I and I get to go see them play in a few weeks. So that's cool. Do you fancy having Gareth Southgate instead? I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Gareth Southgate. Southgate, I would. (laughs) I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. hesitate there. Uh, (laughs) But but, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Big Sam doing it. I really wouldn't. You know. <gasps> yeah, and I don't think I would be the only American football fan. Fair enough. So, the gravy train takes us all through the U.S. It, it really needs to be called the gravy train. That is so true. That is no, 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 so... no, 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 no. I've got it. I've got it. He's going across on the gravy boat. The gravy boat. Nice. You know, uh, that's that's good. You guys, bring, well you guys, gravy awesome. wordplay is is strong. It's yeah, very strong. Fantastic. <laughs> mm. So, um, anything else on this, guys? Nope. Don't really want Arteta, but <clears throat> yeah. What can you do? Yeah. Well, honestly, I I still don't think he's going to be the guy. So, so that is it for our Arteta is a possibility. Question mark segment, uh, but that's also it for uh, for the big show for the pod people out there. Uh, if you have been listening via podcast, you're just nice, aren't you? Please uh, subscribe mm-hmm. to the Toffee Blues podcast, rate it, and give us—I mean, heck, give us a, a review 
And, and if you're, if it'd be great if it was nice. If you dig our videos, you know, please subscribe to that. We're over 500. That's that's awesome. Uh, and thank you for that. Like, like, leave a comment, all that hot stuff. Uh, tell us what you think about Arteta. That's the thing. Check out Edward's stuff on his YouTube channel, Jam E James. The the details are down down below. Uh, check out uh, Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. He's got a story up there right now on Tom Davies. Um, also, check out the Toffee Blues website. A lot of analysis there. Check out uh, Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think that's all the plugging that needs to happen. Okay? Uh, looking. Thanks very much, everybody. And, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Here's hoping we, the Blues brave the snow. Uh, all right. Bye.